This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and... What do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. The Free Beer and Hot Wings Show free clip of the day. We're going to play a clip right now of someone who is famous. Okay. Let you see if you can guess who it is. He's one of those people that's famous to some people. I'm going to have the video up, or do you just want to hear the audio? Uh, you can put the video up. That's okay. fine. Um, he's talking about um, social media and the companies that are pursuing it. And, I, and this is sort of amongst the laugh, think, cry spectrum. This is mostly think. Um, it is a comedian, but he's not doing comedy here. See what you think of this. Hmm. They're coming for every second of your life. That, that's what these companies are coming to. This company as well. And it's not because anyone is bad. It's not because anyone in this company has evil plans or is trying to do this. They're not even doing it consciously. It's because these companies like Twitter and uh, YouTube and Instagram, everything, they went public and they went to shareholders. So they have to grow. Their entire models are based off of growth. They cannot stay stagnant. YouTube, uh, Twitter grossed four or five billion dollars last year it is in the red it is unprofitable it has to get more of you no matter how nice it's trying to be it is all that they're trying to get more engagement from you we the, we used to colonize land that was the thing you could expand into and that's where money was to be made we colonized the entire earth there was no other place for the businesses and capitalism to expand into and then they realized human attention that we can now, they are now trying to colonize every minute of your life. That is what these people are trying to do. Every single free moment you have is a moment you could be looking at your phone and they could be gathering information to target ads at you. That, that's what's happening. So like as much as we can, you know, as, have really good conversations and try to humanize uh, the conversations, the like mechanism of the business is, is rolling towards that just because of the market. So like, it's coming. It's coming for every free second you have. Um, and that's dark. That's really, really dark and scary. And for someone like me, I, I grew up a little bit on the internet. Um, and I've, I've felt the repercussions of it. I suffer from anxiety. Um, so I know where it leads. And I'm saying, like, you don't want this. Trust me. Like, you're not going to feel good about yourself. And you know it. The kids know it. Like, the whole joke on the internet is everyone's like, this place sucks, right? I mean, like, that's, like, kind of the thing. That's why their memes are all ironic and detached and self-referential and 12 layers deep because truth (laughs) is completely dead to them, and they know it. They look at the president. They look at the culture. They go, what the hell is this? They look at, like, Coca-Cola commercials that are winking at them and smiling, and they go, like, forget it, you know? So, like, I have no idea what's going to happen. I love think of that. Mm. Yeah, he's. I think he's exactly right. That he's, is, he's uh, absolutely one hundred percent right. I mean, we've seen it in a lot of and like just with the way he began it. We've seen that in a lot of industries, in you know, including our own. 
where it's like, you know, you take a company public and you the only way you appease shareholders is to grow. And in some cases, the only way you grow in, in a lot of industries is, well, you just fire some people and then you have you then you show up bigger profit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> because you're paying less salary, at least less uh, loss. Know, and, then, and in their case, yeah, they got to target more and more and more. And so they, you know. That's all they, they do. They try to engage more people. That's Bo Burnham, by the way, comedian. He's <clears> called <throat> out a couple people, and that's where I first saw him on Instagram years ago going off on a heckler, and he, he did a great job because he's one of those comedians. Uh, he does stand-up, but he also incorporates music. Yeah. And early on, he had gone viral for stuff like that, and this woman intentionally went to heckle him, and he was like, so you came here to heckle somebody who's 18 years old, and up here doing something that's making everybody else in the crowd laugh. So you just wanted to come here and make it about you? Like, why? okay. And the way that- It's a that, really mature response. Oh my, mm-hmm. the way that he yeah. responded, exactly, Free Beer. It was so mature that the whole crowd was on his side because, granted, when somebody slams you back and a comedian, you know, takes you down mm-hmm. in, a, in a comedic type of way, that's funny too, <laughs> but it's almost like, oh. She but would the, have loved to have been insulted at that point. Oh man, mm-hmm. but the way he actually attacked her character- and not just some surface level <laughs> yeah. thing. Like you bought a ticket mm-hmm. to this, knowing that you were going to come here and make fun of a teenager up on stage. Oh, it was just like, damn, dude, you're mm-hmm. smart. Yeah. But I think he's he said something there that clicked with me too, and I wonder if anybody else clicked with it, where he says, um, they target every free second that you have. Yes. And I noticed because Apple iPhones started or iPhones started doing that thing every Sunday where they're like, Your screen time was up twenty percent this week. Mm-hmm. And I've made it up point to get it down to where it's under two hours every single day yeah because that's still a lot like two hours on my screen is a lot positive i'm more than that and once that started happening i would open up my phone and be like wait i'm just sitting at a red light i don't need to be on my phone or i'm going to the bathroom why am i grabbing my phone especially when you break it down further and it shows which apps you're spending the most time on and then you realize those are kind of the ones i hate the most yeah Yeah. like i get the least out of them i don't care but (laughs) yeah yeah, i'll spend tons of time on instagram or Mm -hmm. twitter or whatever and i go i don't even all i'm doing is getting irritated or i don't really care what i'm looking at i'm just Doom scrolling. Here. It's such a mm-hmm. mindless scrolling, and yeah. it fits, like Steve just said, the doom scrolling, that fits right into the narrative he's talking to as well about the language that kids use towards social media now, too. Like, oh, it's just all a lie, or it's just all in my face because it wants to sell me something, or it's doom scrolling, or it's mindless, you know? Mm-hmm. It is that feeling towards the internet now, where the internet used to be like, uh, oh, this is amazing. Like, I can do anything I want. It was a place for ideas. Yeah, and it still <laughs> is, but it's just got such a dark cloud over it. That thing about where he said about the memes, about how they're dark and disconnected. Mm-hmm. 12 uh, layers I, deep. I would have yeah. never, yeah. I wouldn't have even thought of it, much less been able to say it, but it's it's pretty accurate. Me Rachel? and my friends used to get in trouble for memes like that when we were younger a lot, like middle school and early high school. You're, when you're a teenager in that era, like the joke around then was like you punctuate everything bad that happens to you with like, well, I guess I'm gonna kill myself now. Yeah, and it was mm-hmm. just it's a it's a joke, but we would get in trouble about sure. it. Like you shouldn't say mm-hmm. that. It's like I don't mean it. It's a I mean I know it's bad to say, but it's a joke. And yeah, like how kids understand that the internet is a terrible place to be. I I really think that parents need to keep their kids off of the internet for longer because I. He brought up a good point. Like when you grow up on the internet, it really does something to your brain. Mm-hmm. Like I really think I developed this level of anxiety and this level of self consciousness because I started going online when I was like eight or nine. 
my parents didn't know what the internet was. It was yeah. it was new. I might have sure. been I might have been even younger. I could have been maybe seven. We needed it for school. Right. But it's like I don't know the iPad kids now. It's like they are just so in that culture, mm-hmm. and it's so bad for them because no matter how many parental controls you put on their internet time that news is still going to get through. Those negative memes and jokes are still going to get through. Oh yeah, you All never... of the stuff that I hear that's negative is, uh, <laughs> like, even if they don't see it at home, where I go, where did you even hear that? They're like, oh, it's a meme that's really popular at school right now. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing, because there's always I, those We banned kids, YouTube yeah, that, uh, um, their because... Pa- their parents let them see it, yeah. You know, kids on YouTube go from one place to the next, and all of a sudden they're seeing something like, well, hmm. I don't know really want you to see that Mm -hmm. and Rachel you said something interesting too because um you're I'm 35 you're 26 I'm gonna be 26 in in like a month month, right yeah so you're 10 years younger than me essentially nine years and um I didn't grow up on the internet at eight or nine or 10 or 11 anything like that it was like AOL chat rooms early on and so I love discovering how you could connect with people I thought that was cool and then Facebook happened when I was in college that was awesome and I got to see like this golden era of of the internet, kind of like what we talked about mm-hmm. yesterday. But I had never experienced trolling or um, insecurities coming from the internet, other than like a couple things that would happen here and there because somebody would reshare your picture and be mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when I moved here and started on this show, I, it was the first time I'd ever had an anxiety attack um, due to like tro- I'd had one anxiety attack before, but. I came into work and I told y'all, I was like, this is just getting to be too much. I don't know how you handle it. Yeah. And y'all been doing it for a lot longer. But, oh, man, the the hate that comes on social media, being a kid and being exposed to that mm-hmm. and knowing that bullies can take that from a hallway in or a classroom mm-hmm. and put it on the Internet. It I follows you can't home. imagine yeah. what I would have gone through right? in mm-hmm. middle school and high school. I, I think it would have ruined me. Yeah, absolutely. It, yeah, and, like, made I, middle school tough. Yeah. The rule of thumb for me is like... Um, it, at some point, it got to where, well, I don't share anything until I'm ready to be made fun of for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's still a couple things that I think, oh, that'd be a pretty good story. Mm-hmm. But I do, I'm not open enough to be mocked for it or, or whatever else. Yeah. Um, which is kind of weird. But those mm-hmm. that boundary gets lower and lower all the mm-hmm. time. I don't have much shame left. But I man, I hadn't go. thought of it like that. Where that anxiety you feel as your social media grows, or you become a part of a show that's got a larger following, or whatever. I could like thinking that that anxiety that triggered me at thirty one, thirty two would have happened at thirteen or fourteen. Oh, I don't think uh, my little developing brain, honestly, I don't think it would have been able to handle that. No, I yeah. would, I would have hated that. Mm-hmm. But I think for I, all the fellas. I yeah. think I would have used it about like I do now, though. Yeah. Which is I just don't care that much. I mean, I'll oh, I'll waste a lot of time looking at other stuff. Yeah. But like in terms of people's comments to me or like re looking at stuff, I just I don't care. Mm-hmm. I'm like You I, think that would have been the case when you were a teenager? No, that's what no I said. I'm not, oh, I don't think I, I don't think no I would have been. I, oh, I, well, I, thought, I, said, I misunderstood. Well, I kind of said, said I would use it the same as now. I, like, no I kind of said both. I, I did sort of say I think I would I So it depends. I think there is a chance though <laughs> that I would have I've never really cared about outside opinion. Yeah, you're like, really e- good at that. Hot even wings. when I was, even when I was in high school and stuff, like my friends and I would do weird stuff, like on purpose. We would wear shirts and ties for no reason. We would wear wingtip shoes with our, you know, pegged jeans, and 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 we got along with people, and it was fine. Like, I, and, and if somebody had a negative opinion, I'd go, yeah, I don't care, whatever, mm-hmm. jock, yeah. whatever, jock. <laughs> like, yeah. I didn't care. Yeah. Um, and I, that's kind of how I feel now. Yeah. 
Mike. I value the opinion of people's opinions I value. And that line, so speak. I, I wish I knew who I heard it from first or who said it first in the history of the world, but never take um, never take criticism, advice. never oh, take yeah. criticism from somebody you wouldn't ask for advice. Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah, especially. <laughs> Save me a lot of shorthand. Especially in this field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And most other. Idiots get access to the podcast, segment 17, and watch the webcams. You can be an idiot, too. Sign up at freebeerandhotwings.com.